Hey guys, Maddie here. Just a quick pre-show announcement. Basically, I was editing this episode and I was just laughing to myself about how just pained I sound throughout the entire episode. And I just thought I owe you guys the explanation that I am literally suffering from food poisoning as we record this episode. There actually was a point where I did have to run to the bathroom to throw up. It was recorded. I did edit it out. Don't worry, you won't hear that part. But basically, I am just struggling through this episode. I know you're wondering, why did you even record? Well, um, my dad and I, schedule-wise, this is the only time we could record this week. And I was actually super excited about the topic. My dad, as you'll soon learn, took the level one sommelier test this weekend. So we go, we talk about what it takes to be a sommelier and what the sommelier test is like and all of that stuff. So I was really excited to talk about it, but I just couldn't. And I only mention it uh, because it's much funnier to listen to the episode knowing that I'm like on the ground like, um, yeah, so anyways, enjoy the show. Hi, welcome back to another episode of Dad Teaches Me About Wine. I'm Adeline Quigley. And I'm Matt Quigley. Hi, welcome back to another episode. Thank you. (laughs) I was actually speaking to our listeners, but um, welcome to you, Dad. We are filming not in our normal location. We had an interesting adventure this weekend. I'm gonna let my dad take it away because I'm feeling a little under the weather. (laughs) Well, what Madeline wanted to tell you is that we just got back from spending the weekend in Buffalo. And uh, if that weren't exciting enough, I took the first of four examinations uh, to be a sommelier. Guys. So. um, Crazy stuff. My daughter thought it might be interesting to the folks out there in the wine world to know uh, how things are structured now in terms of what it takes to be a sommelier, because perhaps you might go to a restaurant one evening and have a nice wine and a good experience and think, well, I should do this. This might be a great well, yeah. Great job. After listening to this podcast, you're almost qualified. Uh, one thing, I call it sommelier. Is that just wrong? Some, s- sommelier as opposed to sommelier? Yeah. Sommelier. It's probably closer to that, yes. I don't know. Sommelier? Yeah, I don't know if I... Well, you just I spent, might be throwing an L in there. You just spent two days where people presumably were repeating that word over and over again. Actually, the word was almost never used. That's crazy. (laughs) So why don't you explain what you did for the past two days? Like, not in detail, like overview first, and then maybe a little bit more detail. (laughs) So the overview is that I spent two full days from 8 in the morning till 6 in the evening. Yeah, that's a full day. Yeah. Learning about uh, or really reviewing virtually all the wine regions of the world, uh, the geography, the grapes, what kind of wines they make, and the legal constructs in terms of what 
constitutes wine from a particular area. And then we actually also covered fortified wines, things like port and Madeira and sherry. Uh, briefly ran through sake and um, spirits, which in- include distilled um, uh, things like scotch. And oh, really? They went over that? Mm-hmm. Did you get tested on sake? I got tested on sake. Wow, okay. Yes. So you had this two-day course, and it culminated in a final exam. It culminated in a relatively straightforward 70-question uh, multiple choice examination. And um, so I received a passing grade. Woo, I passed. Yes, and so now I've passed the first level, which is basic Solomier, which fundamentally simply allows me to take the next test, which is certified Solomier. And to be a sommelier, I don't know, I'm just going to call it that. Sure. We can uh, call it a psalm. We can just call it whatever. We can just, yeah. Um, do you, you, you need the second level? Like, you couldn't get a job right now with probably the first level at a higher-end restaurant? Well, that really sort of brings up the entire question of what qualifies you to be a psalm. And the answer is... Um, really nothing. Um, one can work as a psalm in a restaurant without any particular piece of paper. Uh, and for many, many years, uh, that was simply the case. Um, it didn't necessarily require any formal education. Wine really only took off in this country in the, in the 90, 80s, late 80s and 90s when Mandavi generated a tremendous California wine industry. So once the demand was there, then restaurants started supplying that demand. Uh, But there wasn't any formal training that was required to fill in that role. Uh, So it was a very hit-and-miss process. Uh, I believe it was in the 80s in London that they first started to formalize the process. Uh, But they started at the top. And the top was considered a master psalm. So this required a very extensive test. And in addition the requirement that the examinees would be able to accurately identify a number of wines in terms of not just the grape or what type of wine it is, but literally vineyard and year. You know, there were very few of these master of wine uh, individuals minted. I just think, wait, so they take... Literally any wine in the world, and they just un- can f- supposedly figure out what it is. To well, the year? yes and no. Theoretically, you are at risk during the exam to be able to do that. However, the practice of the guild 
is to present the examinees with well-known classic examples of things. Mm -hmm. uh, they're not going to present you with a Long Island Viognier, uh, oh, which my favorite I wish is a combination of location and grape that never go together. Uh, but they would likely present you with a Northern Rhone Viognier or something that is something that is um, true to um, form. How many of those do you have to do? Well, there's potentially probably mm, a couple of hundred of wines that they could test you on. Uh, oh, okay. And you got to know them all. Yes. Do you think the people when they're practicing they use spit buckets? They have to. Because you just get drunk and yeah, study there's no way to yeah, there's no way to taste that number of wines and retain any kind of um, memory of anything once you get beyond your eighth or tenth wine. Yeah, but what like do you once you become a master sommelier? Like, do you just is your job doing what these guys do, traveling around the world or the country at least? And like, what's your job when you're a master sommelier? Uh, it varies. Um, some people work simply in, uh, in the food industry. Uh, one of the guys who taught us, um, owns a bunch of restaurants. Um, another guy actually makes wine. Um, another guy works in the, uh, importation business. Oh, that'd be good, I bet, having that for the importation business. So there are people, it's a, it's a badge of honor, basically. There isn't any one specific job that you get if you get a master, but it, it's a badge of honor that you've accomplished this amazing uh, threshold in terms of a knowledge of wine. And it's more than just the ability to blind taste things. It's also a knowledge of a level of minutia about all these different things, um, you know, some of which are very commonplace, but many, many things which are very, very obscure. So what was one of the most valuable insights you learned from the entire experience? Well, one of the, one of the things that they teach, which I've never really learned before is a method of blind tasting. How do you taste a wine? How do you evaluate a wine? What are the things you look for, both in terms of visually as well as smell? And how does that help you determine what the wine is? And yeah. there's a real multi-step process to trying to figure that out. And that's not something you hadn't done this at least more rigged, like structured way of... No, I, I actually hadn't done it at all. I had simply relied on experience of smelling the wine, what the wine is on the nose, and then tasting it. And You, you know, look at color a little bit, right? Well, of course. And the color actually turns out to be very important to help you identify it because... Um, it helps you limit 
the the range of the wines mm-hmm. that that it could possibly be. Like so, twenty questions. Like a like a straw wine, straw colored wine is going to be something like uh, a Verdicchio from Spain, or a, or excuse me from Italy, or a uh, a Pinot Blanc or a Pinot Grigio. It's not going to be a Chardonnay. Um, what is what color is a Chardonnay if it's not straw colored? It's a deeper straw color. Oh. <laughs> straw and deeper straw. Come on, <laughs> well, no, yeah. It, no, Chardonnay tends to be like yellow. Yeah. Well, whereas straw. like a Pinot Grigio, most especially Italian Pinot Grigios, they're almost white. Yeah. They're almost like water. So that immediately tells you if you see a wine like that. It's not Chardonnay. Well, surely you've noticed stuff like that before. Were you just too busy drinking it? You weren't really like. Well, co- I'm just taking using... out your box of Crayolas and like, what shade is this? <laughs> well, did I notice it before? Yes, but did I think about actively, actually using it in a structured approach to identifying a wine? I would say no. Oh, oh, well, I had to run out of the room really quickly, so I don't know what I missed, but... It was really good. It was really... I'm sure it was. I Um, was just explaining the history of of how people got certified, and... mm -hmm. Which I'm excited to listen to when I edit this, because I don't know. (laughs) And normally, when I edit it, it's all old news to me, so at least I'll learn something. So So at the present time... There's the, um, the sort of certifying body, and it's not, uh, it's not a legal concept. It's just, it's out there, and if you want to do it, you can, and you get a piece of, piece of paper. But it's the court of the master sommiers. Is that like it? Is that like the highest that there is? Well, I, I'm just talking about the governing bodies, the CMS. Um, so the master is the highest level, but it is very difficult to obtain. Uh, there's approximately 250 masters in the United States and about 450 worldwide. Hmm. Um, Do you and, want- and there are three tests that you have to take before you can even qualify to take a master. And those are the beginning test that I took, then a certified sommelier, or sommelier, whatever. I'm starting to trip over that yeah, word. Yeah, who cares? And and then, I just can't believe you spent two days talking about <laughs> it, and you're like, I well, don't know just, how it's Well, pronounced. frankly, I don't care, because I'm not going to be a som, but, um And then advanced. So there's the basic certified, advanced, and then master. So, did you go over kind of what you learned? Like, I mean, yeah, I guess you kind of did. Um, yes, we covered all the, the major wine regions of the world, um, the grapes. Didn't the you spend a weather. lot of time on France? Pardon me? Didn't you spend a lot of time on France? Yes. Uh, France winds up being kind of the prototype to understand just about most of the other wines of the world because it incorporates 
all the winemaking, virtually all the winemaking techniques, um, many of the major grapes, um, and obviously it has the longest history of structured winemaking. So the first day we spent on learning about the basics of of winemaking, what goes into um, all the different things that can be varied in a wine, mm-hmm. the different grapes. Sounds like they listen to our podcast. And then France. And that was day one. And then the rest of the world was day two, That's pretty which cool. would certainly gratify a, a Frenchman. Um, well, I think this was a good overview. What do you think? Sounds good to me. All right, guys. Sorry for the shorter episode this week, but trust me, you just don't even understand the extent to which I'm not feeling great right now. So thanks, Dad, for being the peppy one. Um, guys. Will do. Uh, you know, comment, rate, subscribe. At least mention the, the site. What site? Oh, what? Instagram, follow us on Instagram? Yeah. At Dad Teaches Me About Wine. Our email is dadteachesmeaboutwine at gmail.com. Please rate, subscribe. Okay, goodbye. <laughs>